1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91
2: It was the good swans that turned up for Friday Night Football. And coming up, we get their reaction from our AFL Nation experts, And the voices of the coaches, John Longmire and Luke Beveridge, after the Western Bulldogs season was left in tatters by the Sydney Swans. Off
3: the pack, it's a rush, Chick's gonna bounce West's way. Oh, clever to Waitman, he didn't try and take possession, but Waitman did, and Waitman kicked the goal. It was absolutely desperately needed. That is certainly one to put on the highlights reel. Really. And Hannon did well, stood his ground with the shadow of Franklin around. Picked up by Papley, gave it to Warner, open goal beckons, and he hits it, found the mark, and the Swans are into celebration mode again. Papley will take it, and Stevens, who one minute ago was defending. The defensive goals is able to run this through for the Swans' eighth goal. And they are running all over the top of the Western Bulldogs. Reid hands it off in the back pocket to Parker and then gets it back, McCartan's kick is smothered, the off the ground yes, yes it bounced truly, it needed a lot to go right as he socketed him and just hoped for the best, Blakey took it and he is away sheer pace through the middle <laughs> two bounces, catch him if you can and Treloar could, but not before he released the handball to Stevens. and now Franklin's in the firing line and he drags down the mark at half forward great transition play and there was absolutely nothing Gardner could do. And they all go to Nick Blakey, who thrills the crowd, but he goes around and gave it to Papley, who finishes it off. Reed rips out of the air, just to emphasise what jared has been saying. Floats it forward. Hannon put it to grass. Papley, he looks up. He faked one way. Went longer. Heaney shut down. Topo Gordon rolled it. Post. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Siren sounds. And the last quarter was rather academic because the Sydney Swans had already done the damage. Back on the winner's list. A topsy-turvy season continues. But at the moment, they're in the eight and they are still likely finalists because their best is very good.
2: What a response it was from the Sydney Swans to last week's loss to Essendon. And their topsy-turvy season continues as they jump back up to a provisional fifth position as this round 17 of football continues. And right from the start last night, their pressure was immense as they took it to the AFL's best contested team and beat them at their own game. It allowed them to make the fast start as Heaney was dangerous amongst the early goals. Amarty, who'd come back into the team at the expense of logan mcdonald was also lively dragging down some marks and converting the contested dominance extended to the air where buddy took a big grab in the first quarter and converted to stretch the margin to four and then five goals with another tahini the dogs eventually kicked a goal after some nifty work from west to waitman but the bond had only had two disposals for the first quarter and bailey dale's usually usual influence was curbed by ryan clark Warner and Rowbottom were also good, while Tom Papley was energetic, buzzing everywhere around the forward line and beyond. He had 11 touches in the first quarter, kicked two behinds, and in fact, the Swans returned seven goals, eight, and the margin could have been greater. It was 7-8 to 2-1 nonetheless at quarter time and the die was just about cast. The second quarter did, though, see a change in momentum, and the way the game looked as the Dogs were last were able to break even at the contest and get some territory, although kicking goals was proving elusive. They were a little wavered with some shots for goal as well, missing several opportunities. Waitman was probably the most dangerous forward, and the Bont kicked an incredible soccer goal from a tight angle to provide hope. They got to within four goals at one stage, but Callum Mills converted after the siren at halftime, Met the Deficit was almost five goals at the major break. McRae, the leading possession winner on the ground with 19 touches. There's a bit of carnage as well. The Dogs had lost Anthony Scott to concussion, while Laddams was subbed off with a wrist injury for the Swans. Norton was managing a sore knee, while Papley hurt a shoulder, but soldiered on and continued to have a big influence. Heaney kicked a goal at the start of the third quarter, and the Swans' dominance had returned around the football, and they'd re established really their control of the game. Blakey thrilled the crowd with his organic runs out of defence, which kept everyone guessing probably including himself, but Papley continued to be pivotal to everything the Swans did. He kicked his two goals for the game in the third term, while Haywood and Franklin were also lively. Reed had taken over the ruck mantle from the injured Laddams and adapted very well against English. In fact, he laid 13 tackles, which was a great effort. His follow-up work was outstanding. Bontempalli and Liberatore did their best to try and lift the Bulldogs, but not enough came with them, and the game was all but over at the final break. The last quarter was all academic, and the final scoreline was 17 18 120 to the Swans, just 9 13 67 to the Western Bulldogs, who have been handed out convincing losses in the last two weeks in marquee matches. Isaac Heaney finished with four goals. Franklin and Papley both kicked two goals, five each. Papley had an amazing 17 score involvements. Parker, Rowbottom, and Reed in the ruck did some great clearance work, and Mills also laid 15 tackles, working hard both ways. In his 50th game, Paddy McCartan led the way in defence with nine intercept marks, four of them contested. And along with his brother Tom, they have given the Swans a different look this year to join the likes of Lloyd and Rampy down back. For the Dogs, Trelaw was sent back to halfback and had a game-high 32 disposals, but his influence wasn't significant, while those left in the midfield had much less influence than usual. So let's get the summary from our AFL Nation expert Nick Davis on a night when the Swans produced season-high pressure and had a big win over the Dogs.
4: Yeah, it was uh, was a, a much needed win for the Swans, uh, bouncing back from the the disappointing loss to to Western, and they would have been disappointed with that. I know they were, and uh, coming into this game, uh, their, their main focus would have been on on the contested footy uh, battle against the Western Bulldogs and and winning the clearance battle. And in the first half and and throughout the game, they they really dominated that area. Uh, the Western Bulldogs were able to, to stem the tide, and with um, with Peter Adams going. on, off. They were able to get a little bit more ball around the clearance and, and even up contested possession, but the Swans, whenever they went inside their forward 50, they just looked very, very dangerous. They, they were able to to go in, in willy-nilly, and like I said, everyone was going to get a seat at the table. It was just sort of who and, and, and how and when they were going to be able to kick these goals. 35 scoring shots is a lot in in, in modern day footy, and uh, the Swans were able to do as they pleased inside their Ford 50. Uh, Papley uh, he was pretty instrumental. He kicked two goals, five, and, and had a hand in at least half a dozen uh, of the Swans' goals. Uh, they were 61% efficiency inside their forward 50. Uh, we said Franklin had seven shots. Heaney kicked four goals, uh, and probably the the main bit there was that the midfield didn't chime in with too many. But uh, if you're if you're a Swan supporter, a Swan's coach, or a Swan's player, uh, you'd be really happy with the with the fight back. Uh, the Western Bulldogs. It was disappointing. Uh, they would have come in with a a clear game plan. They know where they sit on the ladder, and uh, this game was really important. They could see the Swan sitting there in eighth position, and, and they just didn't bring their their A game, their brand of footy. Uh, they were smacked early in clearance. They were smacked in contested footy, uh, and there was just really no answer there. Their back six it looks it looks like if if the midfield can't put pressure on, they look uh, pretty vulnerable down there. Uh, they did concede th- over 30 scoring shots, but. The bright side for the Western Bulldogs: Riley West, Bedendo, uh, Williams, Garcia, Garner—all these young players—they did things tonight. Where if you're a Western Bulldogs supporter, that look you might not have given up hope for this season, but you can see that these uh, these young fellas are going to be part of Western Bulldogs successful sides in the, in the coming uh, in the coming years. But uh, here tonight, uh, the conditions were pretty good, and the Swans were able to uh, to rack up a decent score. So they're the thoughts of Nick Davis. Let's turn now to the coach of the Sydney Swans,
2: and no doubt delighted John Longmire.
5: Yeah, it was built on the back of our enormous pressure and um, 88 tackles. And, um, you know, I think Millsy had 15, Reedy 13. We had uh, high-pressure acts across the board and um, and just played a really strong pressure game of footy. And off the back of that, we were able to score and have you know, 35 scoring shots, but it was off the back of enormous pressure that we were able to sustain for the entire game and um, and that was a you know, real positive for coming out of the game.
1: Was that a theme of the week? Because obviously slow starts have been an issue for you but
5: they weren't tonight, they came out. Yeah, although we've, we, we've, we've sort of arrested that a little bit over the last few weeks and um, um, you know we've been able to get out of the blocks but it was just just pressure. Then once we, once we were able to hit the scoreboard, we just kept on with that enormous pressure. And I think that's, you know, that's, they, they raised it. They were going okay too as, as well, and the pressure as well. But to be able to maintain that through the course of the game was, you know, really important. And that
1: one of your more consistent four-quarter performances? Because even yeah. the bits that they had, you didn't let them take too much on the scoreboard
5: from it. Yeah, it was. And, you know, once again, I mean, you sort of look at all, th- all sorts of things in AFL footy, but if you sustain that heat and contest and pressure, and um, and you're able to do that for the four quarters, um, um, particularly against a midfield that's you know elite. You know their midfield's absolute elite, and um, they're able to they've been able to kick some big scores over the last sort of six weeks off the back of you know getting plenty of the ball. So um, you know we were really pleased with that.
1: and sort of how bad's
5: that? Yeah, he's broken his thumb unfortunately. So I think the, he said to me the ball hit on the on the end of his thumb, so he, he'll have to have a surgery. I'd say. The Swans
2: up to fifth position on the AFL ladder, and who knows what they can do from here. A tough night for Western Bulldogs supporters and their coach,
6: Luke Beveridge. Yeah, we got taught a lesson in that first quarter, and, um, yeah, there's not many positives to come out of the night, really, um, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, the Swannies were um, right on their best pressure metal and... Um, and we couldn't wriggle our way through it. And, um, you know, really, the, the score line, we were, we were pretty much, we were flattered. We were pretty lucky to still kind of be in the game um, and, uh, and sort of try, try to arrest it for a little while. But um, overall, there's uh, not a lot of positives coming out of tonight.
1: How do you explain that performance, especially with, as I said, so much riding on it, you guys would have been planning, hoping for exactly the opposite of that first quarter? Yeah,
6: I mean, look, there's a lot riding on every week uh, that you're playing this game because you, you're playing uh, for your own identity, you're playing for your supporters, you, uh, you're playing for each other. You're trying to establish and exhibit a brand that you're proud of and, um, you know, and, and largely, you know, throughout the course, you, you, you want to have something you can look back on and And hang your hat on and and continue to progress from but uh, tonight's one of those nights that you walk away from and none of that um, happened for us and and that's on us, it's uh, it's a credit to the opposition but it's on us that we uh, we weren't ready for that onslaught earlier in the game and we've just had a discussion about that Um, so all we can do is uh, ensure that that spurs us on uh, next week and uh, and get, give a better account of ourselves next week against the Kilda.
1: Well, what did you say to the group at quarter time? Because for a while there, it looked like the tide was turned. You didn't get the scoreboard sort of reward from it, but it did change. Um, and then it changed back again, obviously, of course, in the third. Um, what did change in your favour there?
6: Oh, I think quite simply, you know, on the inside, I mean, Swans kicked three goals from centre bounce oh. and, um, and we we couldn't um, we couldn't traffic and move the footy, uh, you know, with any great fluidity. And um, nothing that I can recall in the game that you'd you'd think you had any freedom. Um, and so we we knew that you know the early ambush from the Swans had to at least be matched, and, and the ante needed to be upped. And and we did it for a little while, but. Um, but uh, you know we we sort of hovering around that sort of 30 point margin and probably uh, had a couple of chances in the in the second quarter that we we should have uh, we should have been able to deliver on. But yeah, the Swans were just too good for the whole night.
2: So Luke Beveridge with a job ahead of him from here, a tough draw and who knows what they can come up with. Uh, between now and the run to the finals. It's hard to see the Bulldogs being part of the September action. But we think the Swans will be there, and one man very excited about all of that is Chad Warner. He was one of the stars of the show. He got one vote from Nick Davis in our Player of the Day, and that's Chad Warner, and we spoke to him post-match on AFL Nation.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially after last week, um, it's good to see we've gone Yeah, it's great to have a game like that, uh, especially when you need it.
2: And you set a season-high, I don't know if you've been told this yet, but you set a season-high pressure level for the night for the team. And it was pretty clear that your tackling and your intent to win the footy and put pressure on your opposition was uh, was pretty stark. You must be thrilled with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of our uh, key performance indicators. So, yeah, Horse uh, gave us a big wraps for that after the game. So, yeah, it's one of our main things we look to. And, yeah, we all, we all knew where it was at and we're really happy with it.
2: How was the week? Uh, you must have been really disappointed with periods of, of last week against Essen, which in the end cost you dearly, cost you the game. So what did you concentrate the, on the seven or eight days since the, or the five or six days since then to get right for tonight?
0: Yeah, um, pretty much the main thing was our defensive transition, uh, getting backward there. With their mids, um, midfielders mainly. I think we, when we got up in the first quarter, got a little bit complacent and I think that defensive side of the game just dropped a little bit. Um, and yeah, tonight we managed to do that really well. They didn't rebound from, uh, D50 to inside 50 very much. So I think that'll be coming up on the good clips this Monday.
2: Chad Warner, one of the stars of the Sydney Swans, big victory over the Western Bulldogs. The final margin, 53 points. So much still to talk about. And, of course, the team on Crunch Time will do all of that with their look back on Thursday and Friday night footy and the look ahead to the remainder of Round 17. And, of course, all the action you'll hear right here on AFL Nation.